Fancy seeing you here for this 15th episode of Pod Chodge. I'm your host, Judge, with my great other host, Crow. <laughs> great other host? That's exactly how I want to be introduced every episode. <laughs> I didn't mean... I don't know. Sideliner. We're, we're doing this a little off the cuff, but we're we're kind of excited uh, for this week's episode, just like we were last week's episode. They go hand in hand. They're like two peas in a pod. They're companions for life, these episodes 14 and 15. It's like an E and an E and another E that we're not going to get around to. Maybe next time we will, but not this time. The dust has settled on E3 2018, and we are, we've got a lot of thoughts about it. We've got a lot of surprises, maybe some not-so-surprising things that we weren't happy about, all sorts of <laughs> random emotions running into each other for this episode. But you know the drill. You know how this works. We've got to go through rant or rave. And both of our rants and raves, rant and rave, there's one rant and one rave, they belong to Crow this week. Not just me. Uh, one of my the friend that I went to E3 with actually uh, actually got in on this, so we're gonna try to splice that one in probably somewhere uh, somewhere down the line. So first, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and give mine uh, my rave. Uh, hey, Judge, guess who just platted Dead by Daylight? Yeah, I haven't heard this four or five times in the past judge! day. Judge, <laughs> Judge. <laughs> Oh, well, I would, I would venture to say that Crow is the one who platinum. Judge! What? I platted it by daylight. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> it's just saying that I've heard you say this like four times. You just really wanted to say it again. Judge! Ugh. Congratulations. <laughs> That's actually pretty difficult to do. I don't really know how you did it, but uh, you did it. It was, it was, yeah. I didn't expect it to actually happen when it did, so that was that was cool. Um, yeah, there's not really, not really any need for me to go on with that one. We talk about Dead by Daylight every fucking week, so you're not gonna talk about your struggles, your your greatest struggles associated with getting this trophy, like the worst parts of it, any notable terrible parts of doing this. Well, there's always terrible parts with grindy games like Dead by Daylight. The uh, biggest one that I was afraid of was trying to get the you gotta you gotta kill four people in in the same match, not sacrifice, but like outright kill. Um, and most of the time, you get stuck with survivors that are pretty fucking douchey, and they'll just DC on you the minute they figure out what you're doing. <laughs> I I got very lucky when I got this last plat uh, when I got this last trophy that I needed for the platinum, because I. I gotten stuck with uh i gotten stuck with a team that like i killed two of them like almost immediately and then the other two were running around i could have killed the dwight but i needed him to unhook the other person and by this point he had figured out what i was trying to do like he knew that i was going for the trophy so like i downed i downed him and i'd hooked the other person but i needed him to take her off so i like let him go and he just stood there and stared at me and i was very certain that he was about to troll me and just like no, you're going to have to kill me because I'm not going to unhook her and let you get the platinum. And I was, I was like, I was about to cry. It was, I was, I was certain I was about to get trolled, but he, he actually took mercy on me and, and, and pulled her off the hook. And then I downed her and then he just stood there and let me down him so I could kill them both. Aw. I know. 
Such a great community behind this game. <laughs> the, the fucking first example of kindness I've ever seen in the community. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that he let you do it, to be honest. But I, I am too. Good on but you, buddy. He was, he was he was good people. I wish I had thought to see what his name was. I think it was like it was like Carlos the Boss or something like that. I was gonna say we could have reached out to him. Carlos the Boss, you are the boss. Thank you. What more could you want than to have your gamer tag validated by another random stranger online? Exactly. And uh, that's that's pretty much my rant. Rave. You said rant. Rave. Yes, my bad. My bad. Rave. Rave. Yes. 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 And I guess we'll I guess we'll leave a little a little bit of space in for uh, a rant from at Tay the Baca. You want to give any more like information on that before we cut into the clip yes so um as i mentioned earlier in this in this episode and i think previously on the last episode and maybe even a fucking few months before that um i went to e3 and it was an interesting experience i i enjoyed it but there were admittedly some things about it that i would change Things that other people might want to rant about. For example, the ridiculous lines to get anything, whether you want to play a demo, whether you want to purchase merchandise, whether you want to go like watch a comp, like a conference or whatever. You know, the lines were stupid and virtually impossible to get into. Uh, we, we, we tried to go to the Kingdom Hearts demo like th- on three different occasions, and every single time the line got capped out. So, yeah, the the big things that we were there for. And then also, like, certain certain events were closed off to people that didn't have, like, the VIP uh, pass, which was kind of shitty because even the, even the peon pass was fucking almost $300. So, uh, yeah, it was there, – there were a lot of things that I, that I would complain about. But overall, I had a good time. The friend that I went with, Tay the Baca – she had a moment of crisis while we were there. Several moments, but I happened to catch this one in uh, in voice recording. And she gave me her blessing to upload it onto our podcast. You, the listeners, will be able to experience her emotional crisis right here on air. Only at Podjodge. <laughs> Let's roll the clip. Tell, tell me how you spent your money today. Tay the Baca. Tell me. I spent $20 on a continental breakfast, which consisted of oatmeal, bacon, and cranberry juice. I then spent $55 on an Overwatch loot box, $25 on another loot box. I spent $23 on a personal pan pizza and a fucking salad. What else did I spend today? $10 for my fucking book bag because E3 is incompetent. And then I spent... Um, lift 20, 20, and then I think the first one was like 16. In total, I spent 169 fucking dollars, and that's just for today. What the fuck? <laughs> this trip was so unnecessary. Oh my god. Oh my god. So 169, I paid fucking. $55 for more merch yesterday, so 169 plus 55 plus 16 plus 
um, 20 again for yesterday for the trip. And then I spent... Did you get the breakfast spot? The breakfast spot, I paid like $16. And then... Breakfast spot was pretty tight yesterday, though. $23 for the fucking burrito and the fucking (laughs) boba tea. I, in total, have spent $2.99 in the last two fucking days. $300. (laughs) If Adam doesn't come pick my black ass up tomorrow, I swear to God, we're sitting in here and we're just going to watch fucking TV for the remainder of this trip. I spent... Almost a hundred dollars on fucking toys that are just gonna sit in my room. I am good. I am good. 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 I'm gonna get me my burger tomorrow. I'm going to just get my burger, and I'm just gonna starve through the remainder of this fucking trip. Sounds like a solid plan. Sounds like a solid plan. I hope you guys, you heard it here, folks. Tay the Baca's gonna starve to death. Fucking starve myself. Oh my god. Oh, I'm like, I don't even want to, uh, uh, I don't want to go to sleep. Uh, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what possessed me to spend all my money? <laughs> and, uh, I guess this is Ranter Rave. <laughs> Alright, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, imagine what it was like for me being there and listening to her. Probably hilarious. I was uh, I was trying to shed a little bit of light into her otherwise dreary world, but uh, if anything, I think I just made it stormier. <laughs> you My bad. Doing that, I can't imagine. But she's she's cool. She's a funny chick. If anybody's interested, go check her out. Her social media is at Tay the Baka, B A K A, like idiot. <laughs> we'll throw it down in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now we move into our weekend review. Couple good things happened this week, huh? Oh man. Well, we kind of took a week off for E3 and the other various shit going on in our lives. Mostly so. E3. Mostly E3, yeah. Um but yeah, not 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 a ton of stuff that we're going to get into just because we want to kind of launch into our E3 uh, review. But I guess the first thing that happened, like right before E3, was uh, the Halloween movie, the new Halloween movie, uh, got a got a trailer. And, oh my goodness, it was, it was pretty impressive. It looks promising. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? I did watch it a couple times. A couple times? Yeah. I just want to point out that I am a big fan of Michael's new mask, the aged mask. It looks very natural. It looks like it seamlessly transitions into his neck. It doesn't look cheesy to me. Yeah, I had no problem with the mask. I was a big fan of the, uh, what I assume is going to be the opening, which is him at like a state penitentiary and, you know, all these other inmates and dogs and cops and shit are around him and he's just like... I don't know, it, it felt like he was the eye of this massive storm that was brewing, and that that's exactly, like, the kind of impression that I wanted to get. Because it's hard to imagine a serial killer like Michael Myers in prison, and to see, like, how that affected the environment around him. Like, he, he was the environment, and what it, was, it, was, it wasn't, you know, how it normally is. So, I, I don't know, it was a great scene to me. It looks interesting. What's maybe concerning or weird to me is... You know, Halloween doesn't have, like, a very unified canon. 
and this movie is like throwing out every movie that happened after the original Halloween, including Halloween 2, which a lot of people liked. So I'm kind of interested to see if this is going to be the direction that they finally stick with, or if this is just going to be kind of like a one-shot add-on that's going to be retroactively deleted somewhere down the line like they've been doing with all these other movies that they've been releasing. But it looks promising. I'm excited for it. Laurie Strode looks crazy in this one, and that's going to be... It's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see where they go with it. Hopefully it doesn't suck. I really don't want it to suck. I I don't feel like it will. Like, And you, what you kind of mentioned with the canon is I, I feel like all horror movies have to be that way to some degree just because other like you can't be timeless if you're restricted by time. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of obvious, but if they're trying to do this all chronologically, eventually Michael Myers will be too old to be a serial killer and he'll die. And that's the end of his saga. They have to remake or, you know, create new universes with the same characters or, you know, whatever you want to call it. They have to do new things with the characters to continue the saga. That's fair. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed, even though I can understand why a lot of the original fans might be. I'm just happy they're making a new one. We just need to get a Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th reboot now. I mean, we had Friday the 13th from, what, 2010, 2011? That's too long, and they need to make another I one. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty long, but yeah, I don't know. I still think of it as recent because that came out like my senior year of high school. I don't even know if I've seen the most recent one. But hey, would you believe that we're getting off on a tangent on this show? Because that's what we're doing. I just might. <laughs> you threw this in here. A gaming disorder is going to be classified as a mental health condition. Uh, I just saw an update on this today. Like, I think it like officially is going to be classified now, um, which is pretty fucking stupid to me. But we're avid gamers, you and I, and we play a shit ton, like more than any healthy, normal human should play video games. That said, I've never considered it like something I'm dependent on. Like it's not, it's something I have fun doing, but it's not something I lean on, if that makes sense. Whereas like things like eating sweets, like I have more of a chemical dependency on that than I do on video games. So I, th- I don't think I think the World Health Organization is just trying to appease a bunch of parents to Fortnite players that are, you know, suddenly springing up. And I think it's I think it's a really stupid half-ass response. Shocker. I feel similarly to you. Uh, I also don't I don't feel like I'm dependent on gaming. I will admit though that it is it's almost therapeutic to me to play games. And I've mentioned in the on the show many times before that it's an interesting uh, way of telling stories. I think it's more dynamic than it's a good medium to tell stories with. So I also agree. I don't, I don't understand why they're doing this. I think they're just trying to pin blame on something. And I think we've had conversations about that in the past too. Oh, it's not my kids. They've got a disease. Yeah. I, I, I hate this. I, I don't <laughs> want to think about this. I, I saw this today from software. The people who make dark souls and bloodborne, hinted that they are developing a new Armored Core game. You know anything about those types of games? Can't say I do. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. That's, that's that. I think that they're mech games. Mech, mech, Yeah, they're mech games, I'm pretty sure. People love them. There's a pretty significant cult following behind them. 
And From Software is great at developing games, so I can't really see where they're going to go wrong on that. Well, there's a first time for everything. (laughs) Always an optimist. I try. And uh, were you able to catch the Dead by Daylight stream last week? Yep, I did. See, I had to catch this like on the way home while I was taking the train from uh, from a ways away, and I, I'm actually pretty excited for uh, for these updates. So, the clown update, the uh, what's it called, curtain calls? Yep, curtain call. Curtain call is finally out on uh, PC. It's gonna be a little while before it comes to Xbox and PlayStation, but hopefully, hopefully within the before the end of the month, I'm I'm expecting. What else? We got the uh, two year anniversary. Two year anniversary. Yep. Is that two years for the stream? Because the actual game itself has been out like three years, right? No, I'm pretty sure it's just the game's been out for two years. Oh, all right. All right, so yeah, two-year anniversary event's about to start. Um, they've already started with things like uh, they've got a raffle for for cosplay items. The Huntress Mask. Um, Huntress Mask um, and Oryx Cells, which I'm actually more excited about the prospect of getting that just because I don't really want to fucking pay for cosmetics. But I will if I have to. Also, a tournament going on uh, for PC, for PlayStation, and for Xbox. All three are getting their own tournaments for Dead by Daylight. And I guess those come with some kind of prize, like money or something. I didn't see what they were offering, but I do know that they're having the tournaments. Well, I I don't really like my odds if I'm not like in a four-man group, so... I, I was thinking about signing up, but I was like, I don't really trust my random-ass luck to... Get me on a decent team. <laughs> there were two things from this past stream that we really care about, I think. And that's, one, they're going to have a double blood point weekend coming up yes. in a couple weeks. Which will be freaking amazing. We got spoiled to that. Whenever we first started playing this game, we came in whenever they had the first double blood point or the second. I mean, that, they probably did it a little bit before, but we got so spoiled on that. We were leveling up so fast and it was great. And then once it left, or once they took it out of the game, we were just like, wow, this is a freaking grind. <laughs> so, there's that. Yep, definitely and, excited for that. And then also, something I think we both thought was cool was that if you pre-order Death Garden, which is ba- being made by a different group within Behavior, you get pre-order bonuses for both games. You get a couple of head cosmetics uh, in Dead by Daylight, and then you get some cosmetics in... Death Garden. So it's a nice way to kind of incentivize both groups or both camps. It was cool. Yep. I'm going to, and I'm going to absolutely pre order it, provided that they, you know, that this applies to the PlayStation too. Cause I, I don't know if this is just like a PC exclusive or, you know, I feel like it'll eventually come to the console systems regardless, but I would, I would really prefer to pre order it when I can get, you know, for both Dead by Daylight and Death Garden on the PlayStation. Because those masks look pretty cool. Like, I did you see the mask? I did. I mean, the fact that even a survivor gets a mask was what kind of threw me off. Yeah, it looked a little weird, but I was a fan of it. They looked cool. I mean, I, I feel the same as you. I don't know. See, the thing is, with Behaviors games, they are definitely better on PC. Like, they're, they're just made better. They run better. They're more well-optimized. But I prefer playing on the console, so I hope that they this game comes to the consoles, uh, and if they do, I'll I'll pre-order them. If not, I'll probably get around to playing the game on PC eventually someday. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. So with that, 
we can move into our main topic. Gamer Christmas is over, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, would you consider it a white Christmas? I mean, <laughs> it was an, it was like, <sighs> it was lukewarm. <laughs> there, there were some really great, wonderful wrapped presents that we saw or we got, and then there were some really huge lumps of coal slapped in there for good measure. Speaking of huge lumps of coal, let's talk about EA. <laughs> that was the biggest lump of coal. I guess, okay, just for fun, if we were going to, like, grade these conferences, I'm just going to, I don't know if you haven't seen all of them, because you were busy actually, you know, being there. So, <laughs> I am going to probably, I'm going to kind of throw a grade out on some of these after we talk about them. EA's press conference, no one liked it. I don't know anyone that liked it. <laughs> the the fact that the fact that they like lead in with uh Battlefield 5 is uh getting what you've always wanted Battle Royale <laughs> Dude, that Dude. 6 minutes into the conference i was like my jaw dropped i was just like who the fuck asked for this are you guys trying to be cool like do you fucking know your audience right now the produ- the game developers are losing their shit over this traditional gamers are not like You've got a bunch of peons that play Fortnite, and that's all they play. And they're the ones that are hyped for this. But that's it. The people that actually spend their money on more than one game are sick of this. <laughs> dude. Dude, dude, dude. Okay. I was dying laughing because you know that clip where it's... So whenever they were talking about this, whenever they, the guys, the two guys came out for Battlefield Five, they were like making fun of themselves at some points. They were like, you know, we announced Battlefield 5 like a couple weeks ago, and you guys have seen several remixed trailers, like showing the same content, basically. He said remixed trailers. So I chuckled at that. I was like, yeah, because people are complaining that they're not showing gameplay. And then the way, <laughs> the way that they freaking talked about the Battle Royale, it was I, you could tell that... Whoever implemented that feature into the game, the higher ups were like, yeah, you two have to act like and spin this in a way that makes it sound like people wanted it. Because the other one of the guy on the left is like, we've added this feature that people we know our fans have been asking for. And the guy on the right goes, mm hmm, like the most sarcastic the most sarcastic thing he goes royale and you hear the most conflicted response from the crowd it was freaking yeah, hilarious I, I have never heard a crowd at a gaming uh conference sound more divided than this one did like there was like a there was like a polite smatter of of applause but then there was like you hear a few boo <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just it was so depressing sounding and I was laughing <laughs> so hard at that and I've seen people like uh, Jim Sterling and a couple other YouTubers that cover video game footage uh, they have butchered that that clip and they've included it in their E3 reviews it's been hilarious it's already been a meme it's wonderful oh man but you said that they open five. you said that they open with Battlefield 5 but they even had a cringy the real opening was cringy because it was that alternate reality stuff from their upcoming game from Bioware which is Anthem and it was like oh yeah and it was stupid like alternate reality is a cool concept 
cool premise, but the way that they did that, it was cheesy and it was cringy the way they opened it. Something else too, the the presenter that they had this year, she was she was better than the ones they've had in the past, but I mean, she was doing what she could to work with what she got from the guy mm. from EUA, but it still sucked. Like she did what she could, but you can't make crap into a masterpiece. Yeah. Did, like, were you able to watch all of EA's conference? I can't remember. I can't either because I was trying to get wasted while I was watching <laughs> it. I couldn't get through it otherwise. Fair enough. Well, so FIFA, I cannot believe that they took, like, pretty much all of their fucking press conference to talk about FIFA. Like, they weren't talking about it. They talked about it for, like, five, ten minutes, and then they were playing it for, like, two hours. And <laughs> it was just painful for me. Like... And even the fact, what 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 cracked me up about that though was that they had like fucking little Uzi Vert as as somebody that was playing it, but then like about toward the end, I think like seventy like seventy five percent of the way through, they were like, and we have two special guests, and I was like, huh, little Uzi isn't a special guest, and then they were like, push a T, and I was like, oh, little Uzi getting the back, push a T's here. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was just like, hey, about to start some beef un- unintentionally. <laughs> it was it was painful. Uh, you you said it. It was painful. <laughs> because they do the same crap every year. These sports games, they're not targeting their demographic well. EA is so out of touch. If anything, this conference just proves how out of touch with the core audience that they're trying to talk to is. you've all been asking for. <laughs> like, you've got that. <laughs> you've got that. That was bad. You've got, like, FIFA and Madden, all right? All these sports games, people who play sports games are not going to E3. I mean, it's True. just not the audience that you're talking to. So FIFA, I mean, there are very incremental changes that they make to those games every year. Same thing with Madden. All the sports games, there's only so much you can change. Rosters, and then maybe you can say that you're making more realistic effects. They said that they were making their games in the Frostbite engine, which is the engine that Battlefield uses. I mean, they're all very marginal. <laughs> they're all very marginal improvements. Like, the only thing they're good for is reminding you what year that it is. <laughs> like, Yeah, and they literally have to include that in the title, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, hey, that ties into another thing that sucked about this conference, or that was cringy. So, okay, one last thing. With FIFA, they they had that World Cup trophy, right? <laughs> and they, they did such a dramatic zoom like zoom in on that that it was awkward like if you were watching the stream it was probably like a 25 or 30 second slow zoom into the trophy guy comes out from fifa and he goes i just i honestly can't believe that i'm standing next to this trophy right now and it was just awkward everything about that was awkward and then correct me if i'm wrong for madden didn't they have like they tried to show this success story of this kid that like came from nothing and like played through Madden tournaments and he was like the world champ and he walked out. Was that who it was? No, no, (laughs) no, this, but it was for Madden, right? You know, I'm not even gonna lie. I don't remember Madden at all. Like I was so, I was so hypnotized by how pointless FIFA was. (laughs) It was, I'm pretty sure it was Madden. They brought this guy out and they took up a pretty solid chunk of time to like show a montage of clips of him like dominating the competition and they gave him like a world, like 
a champion belt and he walked out on stage and they just talked to him. They were like conducting an interview with him in the middle of their conference and it was terrible. It sucked. Every, I, I just don't even know. Why are we still talking about EA? Well, for one reason, because Sea of Solitude looked amazing. Oh yeah. And Unravel 2. That was a good one. That Unravel looked decent, but Sea of Solitude is what really, what really captured me. Like, were you, were you watching that whenever they announced that? On and off. So the, I, I guess it was, uh, I don't know if it was a writer or director or what, but somebody like came out and introduced Sea of Solitude. And this is a game that like hadn't previously been announced. It looks like a pretty decent looking indie game. Um, but basically she said that it was like, it's a real story. It's a story of fucking depression. And like, as soon as they launched into the trailer, you see that like, and it's fucking, it's haunting. It's beautiful. It's terrifying. It, it, it looks very real to me. And so, you know, that's the one game that EA came out with or that they, that EA like did anything on that I, I will definitely be jumping on um, because it looked meaningful to me. I was going to say that the highlight probably if there wasn't a highlight from EA was Unravel 2 and Sea of Solitude because they looked the, like the least EA games out of the entire conference. They just didn't even yeah, fit. Yeah, they were, they were actually, well... Is Un- Unravel considered indie too, isn't it? Unravel, yeah. Unravel. The first game was pretty good. People liked it a lot. And 2 looked great as well. And it came out the same day, so that's always nice. Yeah, so, you know. EA, we don't want your mainstream games. We want your indie scene. And this freaking... Oh, God. I could... The CEO came out and tried to, like, say, oh, you know, because they've gotten a lot of flack for all the micro transactions and crap that they do with Battlefront Holy crap! I forgot they announced fucking Star Wars again. Oh yeah, and they did it in the most stupid way possible. They did it from the freaking audience. They didn't even do it on stage. They completely shafted that guy. Like they had him out in the audience, and it was like they were trying to be more conversational and try to seem like chill. They were trying to set up this chill atmosphere. And the announcer chick was sitting out in the freaking audience, pans to her. She's like, "There's going to be a new Star Wars game," or he says, "There's going to be a new Star Wars game," and it was just. Why would you why would you do that? They spent like no time talking about that Star Wars game and then immediately after that they go into talking more extensively about Battlefront 2, which is the game that's gotten all the freaking controversy, all the flack. Stupid. And what's what's really what was funny about that to me is that they know their place right now. They know that they've alienated like all the fucking gamers everywhere with their with their policies regarding their Star Wars franchise. So like I'm, you know, Star Wars is a big enough name that they're going to attract a they're, they're going to attract an audience that'll play, but I'm going to be very surprised if it does well at all. Like I don't care how great the game is, the fact that it's an EA Star Wars title means automatically that's going to bust in my book. They shafted that dude so hard. I forgot about that. We got to go though. If I'm going to give a grade to EA, it was like an F. Maybe a okay, maybe like a D. I give it a D. Maybe a D because of Unravel 2 and Sea of Solitude. But if they didn't have those two, it would be a straight up fail. Zero. So, okay. Sorry, EA. Microsoft. Microsoft. You know, right off, I will say, I think Microsoft probably had the best conference. Oh, yeah. And like the thing is, I I don't even play Xbox games. I don't really give a shit about any Microsoft products, but they had 
all of the best fucking games in their uh in, in, in their conference and like it was done so well i got so hyped for everything and most of these aren't exclusives either like most of these are going to be coming to ps4 and probably pc as well so you know everybody could get excited about microsoft's uh conference i just liked it because in terms of like presentation it was top shelf it was great presentation i mean it felt like the action was rolling smoothly didn't feel like there were any low points and I mean, it just felt like they handled it right. And there was so much good that they showed off, too. And like you said, not all of them were, barely any of them were exclusives. Halo Infinite, they opened with Halo Infinite, new Halo game. Looks like it's going to be in the same art direction and art style as the original, which everyone wants. They want them to go back to their roots, and it looks like that's what they're doing. We didn't get any gameplay, but what better way to open your conference than than with the hardest hitting franchise you've got? Yep. And they even they even had Fallout 76, which kind of surprised me. Oh, I couldn't believe that. Because Bethesda has their own conference. And they bring Todd Howard out. And Todd Howard's just like, yo, you know, we're friends with Xbox. Like, they said, hey, we want to invite some of our <laughs> friends over to the conference. And we were like, oh, okay. We'll just go ahead and show you guys exclusive footage of Fallout 76. And I'm just sitting here like, well... Your conference is in like four or five <laughs> hours and you're showing off the game that probably everyone wants to see the most. I could not believe that. Yeah, that that really took me by surprise too. Shocker. And not to mention there was a, really there was a lot of shocking moments in this conference. Kingdom Hearts 3. That's a Square Enix exclude product. You you weren't really expecting to see that in a Microsoft uh, conference either. No, and in the past they've made a big deal about that. They've said, you know, it's going to come out on all the platforms, which is nice, but I didn't expect them to show like an exclusive trailer. Well, they didn't show an exclusive trailer, but they showed a trailer in the middle of their conference, which is just so weird to see. And it was great. It was a good trailer. Oh, probably the best shock out of all of these devil may cry five. Oh yeah. Did not see that. Well, okay. I can't say I didn't see that coming because I mentioned last week that they had like, I had suspected that they would do it, but it's still, I was smiling so wide whenever I saw that trailer run. It was awesome looking. Oh yeah. I, I, I lost my shit whenever I, and you were the one that was like I, I wasn't actually watching this part of the conference whenever you let me know that it was going on. Um so whenever I went back and saw it, like I was losing my shit at fucking Target. Like I I had to pull off into like a separate aisle just to watch this so I wasn't bothering other people because I was like, Oh my god, this looks amazing. The combat looks great, the graphics look great. They brought the freaking creator, like a regular original producer of Devil May Cry up. And he's yeah. just like, we're giving you, the fans, what you want. You know, everyone is just losing their crap. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, and the fact that this was, like, I can't remember who, who did DMC, but the fact that this is part of the main Devil May Cry franchise as opposed to the DMC franchise is, uh, I think a lot of people are really happy about that. And I haven't played DMC, so I, I don't know if it's bad or if it's good or, you know, Combat's people just fun. dislike it. Sorry? The combat is fun, and I think it was Ninja Theory who developed. Yeah, it was. Didn't they get snatched up by uh, by Microsoft? Yeah, that was another shocking section of this conference. They took probably like five or so minutes to talk about. They acquired five different studios, and I don't remember all their names. You had like Unreal Labs, I think was the name of one of one one of them. Um, Ninja Theory, which is shocking. That's really shocking because they were the developers for Hellblade. And that would, oh yeah. And they have talked about like 
the entire point of that game was to say you don't have to have a triple A budget to make a good game. And now they got bought by a freaking triple A company. So mm. it's a little sad. They probably should have stayed independent. But there was some other ones in there, too. Microsoft basically was trying to say, you know, we've acquired all of this talent. We're going to be delivering you more exclusives using their talent. Because the biggest mm. complaint with Microsoft is they don't have enough exclusives. Sony has all the good exclusives. Yeah. And on that note, Jump Forces, that fucking came out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't expect them to show. They they did show that in Microsoft, right? Yeah. That's weird. It was really weird. A, because when we talk about exclusives, the the main reason that, that PlayStation gets more exclusives than Microsoft is because Microsoft is an American brand and PlayStation, Sony is, you know, Japanese. So all the JRPGs and, you know, Japanese-based games, like, Japan is probably... I, I don't know. I'm biased. I would say Japan far outstrips the U.S. when it comes to making games that people are interested in. Like the U.S. has like the more popular ones that like the more mainstream ones like the, you know, Halo and, and FIFA, you know, all, all the fucking the shooters and the and the sports games that everybody likes to play. But Japan, I feel like is more wide reaching in, in the other genres. Yeah. And on that note, you know, they were sh- so they showed Jump Force and they showed like Kingdom Hearts 3, which we both thought was shocking. They also showed Tales of Vesperia remaster. Mm-hmm. That was a really good game that came out on Xbox 360, but it was just weird to see that they were giving it a slot in their press conference. I mean, it just they were really addressing an audience that was atypical for Microsoft to address, really. Oh, yeah, and I think I think that was. A large bit of the point with this conference um because you know we're primarily sony players uh primarily primarily playstation players and we were losing our shit over this conference so that you know that's pretty telling us to the direction that they're trying to take right now what really fucking came out of nowhere for me the awesome adventures of captain spirit yeah that like and I, i mean it's i know that a lot of people aren't super super excited about it but it's a free game. It's based in the in the same world or universe as uh, Life is Strange, and it's supposed to contain some hints about Life is Strange too. Mm-hmm. So I think all of that combined is really cool. Plus the fact that it's uh, that it's Microsoft. Uh, I mean, it's going to be like on all con- like on both consoles and probably PC. But the fact that it's also like that it's announced on Microsoft kind of further validates this newer direction that they're trying to take. Yeah, and. I don't really, I mean, it's free. How are you going to complain about it for being free? That's the thing with me. Yeah, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah, same. Another thing, so Samurais, Samurai themes are coming back. It looks like a lot. there were like at least three games at E3 this year that were Samurai themed. And the one that they showed for Microsoft looked sick because it's from the makers of Dark Souls from software again. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, man, people are losing their crap over that, too, in the audience. From Software is really good at making, like, really visceral, engaging combat. And the gameplay that they showed for this looked awesome. It's like a samurai with a grapple that lets him, like, jump all over his enemies and traverse through the world easier. I mean, mm-hmm. that it, it looks great. I, I really think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked really solid to me, too, but... 
let's 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 talk about the one that uh I know you in particular were really really stoked on. Oh Cyber god, dude. Punk 2077. Oh man, I was so happy with the way that they did this. It was awesome. They they freaking I knew that they were going to do something like this where they were going to do I I figured it was going to be showed at the end of the conference, which it was. And I thought that it may have something to do with hacking because the past announcements that they've made about Cyberpunk have focused heavily on hacking. But the way that they showed this was great. Like Phil Spencer, like perfectly trailed off. Every light in the entire conference room went nuts. It, the color scheme changed. It was great. Really epic. And then it showed like a miniature hacking sequence, which by the way, there was a secret message in that hacking sequence. Like it was an entire letter from CD project riding out to the fans and saying, you know, give us time. Like we are going to give you a quality product, no microtransactions, none of that, blah, blah, blah. So the trailer was awesome. It didn't show any like gameplay, but a lot of the, uh, the gaming insiders like angry Joe and a whole lot of other people like heavy gaming influencers, they got to play a demo of it at E3 and they said it is amazing. They said it's freaking great. Like it took game of the show at E3. Everyone's hyped about it. We don't know when it's going to come out, but they told, uh, they told everyone basically, you know, give us time. We we're going to give you a quality product that you're going to love. And I fully believe it, like after seeing what they've done with it. Yeah, it looked really good. It, it kind of reminded me of, uh, it almost reminded me of like a futuristic Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I can see that. And like I had known, I mean, I guess nobody really knew anything about the game going in. But yeah, it looked really, it looked amazing to me. And definitely in my kind of world too. Like the world itself kind of vaguely reminded me of uh of infamous uh second son which you know don't don't read too much into that because i'm not saying it's like super similar but just like some of the themes some of the characters uh like the city itself i don't know yeah i saw i saw some similarities that i was you know pretty pretty happy about yeah overall i was extremely happy with microsoft if i had to give him a grade i'd probably give him a b plus i'd probably give him an a to be honest I would give him an A, but I just didn't. Oh, and there was a new Gears of War. So I don't care about that. <laughs> I do, though. I mean, I just feel like they're still lacking in exclusives. It was a real. it was the best conference, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> by far, it was the best conference. Most fun to watch. Then we move on to Bethesda. And it was this was a kind of well received conference. I didn't really personally care for much of the stuff they talked about, but they did drop some pretty interesting news on some uh some well-loved franchises in this conference yeah um i don't know i didn't really catch too much except for uh fallout 76 obviously which you know everybody was waiting with bated breath to hear more about that and the trailer for that looked decent yeah it's gonna be all online which i can't see how that's gonna work with the fallout game to be honest with you I don't know. It has potential, but it, you know, potential to succeed, potential to fuck up. Yeah. They also announced uh, Fallout Shelter, I think, at E3, well, which is already available and free. That's been a game that's been out on phones for a long time, but they announced it coming out on the Nintendo Switch and PS4, probably Xbox One, too. I didn't see if it came out on Xbox One, but yeah, it is free and available on Switch. I downloaded it on mine. Haven't played it, but... It's still free and available now. Yeah, speaking of free and available now, Black Ops 3 is also available for PlayStation uh, Plus members. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that didn't really have anything to do with the conference, though. So no, let's move on. Oh, did you see? You see the uh, kind of parody video that they did of uh, Skyrim? Yeah, <laughs> we know what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> I thought I thought that was hysterical. It's legitimately on Alexa now, isn't it? Skyrim is on Alexa. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they added it as a joke. That <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. I thought that the people... Okay, the two biggest announcements from this... Oh, and also they announced a new Doom game, a successor to Doom, which is awesome. But the two announcements that probably garnered the most hype from their conference was they're developing a new IP, a new game franchise called Starfield. It's the first one that they've made in like 25 years. So that's a huge deal. And probably the heaviest hitter out of this conference was Elder Scrolls Six is finally coming. So, yeah. If you end your conference that way, I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty good mic drop. Yeah. Did they say when it was coming? No. 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 But I did see an article that said it was like titled Todd Howard knows the release date for Elder Scrolls Six, but he won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What's your What's your Bethesda score? Uh, I'd probably give it a B, B minus. B, yeah, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Not very much, really. I wasn't around for this one, and probably just as well because looking at what we've got in the outline, I don't know shit about any of it except Assassin's Creed. Uh, we can probably breeze through this one pretty quickly. Uh, they had some Beyond Good and Evil two news. It's coming. They're bringing back Jade, which is one of the characters from the first game. This is. People are pretty hyped about this. They want Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't really know much about it because I didn't play the first one, but they had that. Something that I did think was cool with this conference is that Ubisoft has been collaborating with Nintendo a lot. Uh, it started with their release of Mario and Rabbids on the Nintendo Switch, which was a pretty well-received strategy RPG game. Then, and during this conference, they announced another collab with Nintendo, it's called Starlink Battle for Atlas, and they actually brought Shigeru Miyamoto up onto the stage, presented him with the statue of Fox, or with the Landmaster, and they're having Fox be an exclusive character in the game for the Switch, even though this game is coming out on all platforms. It was actually pretty cool. I liked this part of the conference. It was nice to see Ubisoft appreciate Nintendo, and to see that they've got a pretty good business relationship going on. And they showed off some Assassin's Creed Odyssey stuff. But what's funny with that is there are going to be seven special editions for that game. Like, as soon as they announced all this crap. Yeah, no, right? As soon as they announced this, uh, if you go to their website and look, there are seven special editions. It's insane. Ubisoft and their special editions, they're stupid. What's funny about that, too, is if you wait like a year or two, they always put like fucking the ultimate special edition out. I, I don't know. Uh, people are going to buy it, so I can't say that it's stupid for them to do it, because if people buy it, then it's their job as a business to capitalize on that. But mm. Ubisoft's conference, it was weird. It opened up really weird, too. It had, like, a Just Dance, like, all these people dressed up in flagrant, colorful costumes, like a panda with... There was, like, a panda costume. Like, they were, like, parading throughout the entire conference, and it was weird. So, yeah, Ubisoft, C... I'd give it a C. I I can't rate it. <laughs> yeah. These last couple, there was a PC gaming show, but we're not going to worry about it very much because there wasn't anything really great in it. I would probably give it a C- minus because there just wasn't anything good in it. We're gonna, That's all literally right. all we're going to say about <laughs> PC gaming show. Sony. Sony and Nintendo are our last ones. And 
okay, did you didn't watch Sony's, did you? I didn't watch uh I didn't watch Sony's conference cuz I was flying out at that point, but I've seen a little bit of the I mean obviously The Last of Us was the big one for me. People have been complaining about this conference because they said that Sony is being too artistic in their delivery. Like, they changed up their conference presentation this year to where I thought this was super cool. And for the record, I'm just going to say it outright right now, I liked Sony's conference this year. They started out, they had everyone at the conference herded into this recreation of a church. It looked like a church setting. It was very dark, very dimly lit, really cool looking. And when they opened up the conference, it was... You know, Sean Layden came out and he goes, yeah, welcome to church. We we put up this church tent for you guys. And it was really weird. And everyone's like, what is this related to? And then they showed the trailer for Last of Us 2. And it was like a recreation of the church that Ellie's in during that trailer. And that was after Gustavo Santoala, I can't pronounce his name correctly, came out and did a music performance, which was awesome. Last of Us 2, we got a trailer. We got some gameplay. It was really gritty, really dark, looking great. Um, I thought it was really immersive. Did you watch the trailer? You watched the trailer, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think about it? I thought it was amazing. Honestly, my biggest concern is that, you know, it's going to be just that, a trailer, and that, like, the real product is going to be, like, slightly less uh, captivating. But I don't don't feel like we have to worry about that with Naughty Dog, so I'm, I'm really stoked on what they've shown us, and I'm looking forward to seeing how... Because, you know, we've, we've had three very different, uh, I guess, teasers for The Last of Us Part Two, And I'm very curious how they all connect. Because, like, we have, you know, we had this first one where Ellie's, like, sitting, like, playing an instrument. And Joel comes up behind her and she implies she's going to kill everybody for, for something unforgivable that was done. Um, then you have second one, which is, like, presu- a lot of people theorize it's Ellie's mom that's getting tortured and... Then the third one, which is what we just saw at E3, there, there's a connection, and I'm I'm really excited to see what the story is. And I hate it because Sony was Sony was a really great conference, but just in terms of time, we're gonna have to kind of blow through a couple of these. Ghost of Tsushima was uh, revealed after that, and it looked phenomenal. I'm gonna buy that first day. It had another live music performance before, and it was. Beautiful. Oh my god. I don't know if you watched the trailer for this one, but No, I haven't. Dude, you really need to watch this I one. I still can't I still can't emphasize enough though. You really should jump on the on the infamous series. Like I think they're even on sale right now because of the E three sales going on. I might have to. I'm just saying. Well, maybe I will, because if they were the guys who made this right. Yep. Suck yeah. a bunch. Oh my it looks this game looks amazing. You need to watch the trailer. We're going to have to leave it at that. Will, We're going to have to move I through these. do that. Control came after that, and it didn't look terrible, but it didn't look great. It was definitely probably the weakest link out of everything that they should... Well, shoot, I can't say that, because there was a Rick and Morty game that was shown off during this conference. <laughs> it wasn't a Rick and Morty game, but it was from the people who made Rick and from Morty. Justin Roiland. Yeah, so I can't say Control was, like, the weakest link, but it just didn't look very amazing to me i don't know i'm not going to judge it until it comes out resident evil 2 remake jesus christ whenever the the way that they revealed this was amazing and you heard the crowd losing it whenever they when it because they kind of teased you did you see the trailer for this no i haven't you would not have been able to tell that it was 
a Resident Evil game because it opened up and it was like from first person perspective of like a rat or like an insect or something crawling around on shelves. And all you could do was hear, you heard sounds like pe- someone nudging around and it was like an officer in a fight with someone, but you couldn't see anything. You just saw this rat scurrying around. And then all of a sudden, like something happens in the trailer and the rat gets killed and impaled and it zooms out from like his eye to like show you what's actually happening around. And it's this officer getting attacked by a zombie and then the zombie gets shot in the head and it pans back and it's Leon Kennedy like a fully high definition version of Leon Kennedy and everyone loses their crap in the audience over that and then I, then at the end it splashed over on the screen it said Resident Evil 2 amazing it's coming out January 25th 2019 so it's not even that far away I am nice. super excited for that and then um, let's see Trover Saves the Universe, that's the game that is being made by the Rick and Morty people. It looked funny, but it was weird seeing it right after the Resident Evil 2 remake. They showed another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. This time, it had different uh, gameplay in it. There's going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean world again, and the character models looked so realistic in this. Whatever engine that Square's using to make Kingdom Hearts 3, I think it's Unreal Engine, it looks, the graphics look gorgeous. It's coming out supposedly on January 29th. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I've waited so long that I don't even know what to trust anymore. They also said that they were going to have a special edition PlayStation 4, Kingdom Hearts PlayStation 4, and they're going to have an all-in-one edition that's going to have every single Kingdom Hearts game in one bundle so that you can play from start to finish and experience the entire story, which you're definitely going to need because <laughs> that story, the storyline that that game covers is stupid complex. And I don't even know if the creator knows what's happening with it. So <laughs> death stranding, we got a new trailer gameplay. I loved the trailer. I can't really go into it because of time constraints, but look it up. It's solid. It's looking good. You can actually, you know about this one. Nio too. Yeah. Shock. Yep. It was a shock. That, yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. Nio just came out like a year or two ago, and, you know, it is fairly well-received, but I didn't think it was, like, well-received to the extent that they would immediately give it a sequel. Yeah, I think everyone was shocked about that. It didn't seem like an announcement that was going to come for at least another year or two. But no one's complaining, because the first game was well-received and supposedly a really good game. I didn't get around to playing it, but, yeah. Yeah. Got an extensive look at Spider-Man, which looks really good. It looks really good. I mean, just to put it simply, it looks good. Yeah, I saw I saw Rob Rob Pearson uh tweeted about I think he got to play like a demo or maybe even the polished version of it. Um and he said that the trailers don't even do it justice, but it's still pretty good. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, the the trailers themselves made it look amazing anyway, but I did see people commenting on how good the demo was and how fun it was to play. So that's something to look forward to. And then this wasn't really, that was pretty much the end of the conference officially, but during some post-conference interviews with like the crew that handled that after, they, from software, once again, they were all over every conference this year. Uh, they're making a virtual reality game for PlayStation, and I can't pronounce it correctly, but it's called like Derecine or Derecine. Um, it looks weird. It doesn't look like their normal stuff, like their normal style, but yeah, 
So there's that. That was Sony's conference. I liked Sony's conference a lot. I'd give it a probably a B as well. All right. And finally, Nintendo. Did you see any of this? No. <laughs> I was I was in Cali at that point. Well, I didn't know if you maybe caught up with it. This direct was like 40 minutes long, and basically there were only three big points that came out of it. First of well, four actually. So Fortnite came to the Switch. This had been leaked and rumored for a while, but they had two million downloads in the first day of them releasing it on the Switch. That is insane. Uh, I can't even believe that, but, you know, that's a pretty big milestone and good for Nintendo. They had Pokemon Let's Go, which we already knew about, but Reggie, the Reginator, showed off some of the gameplay, and he, they said that if you get the Pokeball Plus accessory, it comes with a Mew in it, so yay, I guess. Adorable. Yeah. And then a new Fire Emblem, new co- a new core Fire Emblem game is coming to the Switch. It's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. It looks amazing. They had seamless transitions between like the over the over the top grid view down to the battles. It looked great. And then we got about 30 minutes of Super Smash Brothers. 30 minutes of it. And I'm not complaining, but if you're not a Super Smash Brothers fan, you probably didn't approve of this. Uh, it's going to have every single character. Every character that's ever been in Smash will be in this Super Smash Brothers game. Snake is coming back. If any of you are following our Twitter handle, you saw me losing my crap over Snake coming back. <laughs> Ice Climbers are back. Everyone's back. And all pretty much all the original stages are back. New assist trophies. And then they dropped the bomb that they're putting Ridley for Metroid in which people have been asking for for years and years and years. So, yeah. And it's coming out December 7th, 2018. I will be getting that and playing the heck out of it. <laughs> so Nintendo, uh, I feel bad for this, but I'm probably going to have to give Nintendo a C plus or a B minus. Probably a C plus because it was a good conference. It was good. It's just it was 30-something minutes of... Super Smash Brothers and not very much new stuff. It was just, it wasn't really laid out very well. So mm-hmm. that was all of them. All right. Well, pretty much all of them. Devolver Digital had one, and Limited Run Games had one, but yeah, I mean they're not they're not the big guys. So sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. So just a little bit of reflection time for us, Crow. Did you have any predictions from last week that actually proved to be accurate? Uh, I mean, I had predicted that the Dancing All Night games were going to be at E3, and I am I was kind of right in the sense that they were actually announced, I think, like, literally the day after I made that prediction. <laughs> they were, uh, so they weren't actually at E3. Well, actually, the uh, even the Gamer Pass that I got had, you know, Persona, Persona 3 and Persona 5 as, like, the placeholder card or whatever. So, and yeah, they were demoing that too at E3. So I guess I was right on that point. I missed some of the conferences. Was, was Catherine full body at E3? Uh, it was at E3, but they didn't show it in the big conferences. They showed a trailer uh, for it during the Sega live stream or whatever. I see. I mean, that's the main thing. Uh, I know, I know you were the one that verbalized this. I wasn't surprised by Devil May Cry 5. I didn't I didn't really say anything on it because I didn't really it was it wasn't one of the ones that I wanted to see the most, but now that I've seen it, I'm excited for it. 
but I, I, I kind of expected to see it, which you you were, you actually nailed quite a few of them. I was pretty happy about some of these. I, I was right on Devil May Cry 5. I was right on Resident Evil 2. That's that's the one that threw me off the most. Like, I really, out of all your predictions, that, that was the one that, like, immediately stood out to me and that I was immediately shocked by whenever they actually had that. I mean, I was kind of shocked, too, because like I said in the... In the last episode, I said that it had been rumored that it was going to show up and people had been talking about it, but you know how the gaming industry is now with all these leaks and stuff. Most of them are fake. Uh, some of them proved to be true, but I wanted to believe that it was real, but the way that they presented it in the Sony conference was, I mean, it was awesome. I didn't expect it, and that's what really drove my surprise home was whenever I actually saw the like saw Leon I was just like oh crap I was right so yeah I was right on that you know what I wasn't right on there was no Corey in the house and that hurts me profusely because I know you're losing a lot of sleep over that I, I did I, I mentioned last week that I really wanted a Corey in the house port for the switch it didn't happen I'm sad Tragic. all these other announcements suck compared to that one so oh what surprised you out of out of everything that we got well, kind of springboarding off of what I just said, Resident Evil 2, that was a shock, even though I predicted it. <laughs> it was a shock how they presented it. Um, Neo, or Nio, I don't even know, know how you properly pronounce it, Neo 2, I guess. That one shocked me because, like I said, it only came out like a year ago. So I didn't really think that they would turn around and make a, or announce a sequel to that so quickly. And then the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice Samurai game, from from software that shocked me i didn't think that they would make a game like that but i am so happy that they are because like i said the trailer and the gameplay looked awesome i think that was the one uh well-kept secret that nobody was like anticipating at all and i was also surprised by niotude for the exact same reason as you just because it was so recent and again like it's not it's not that i've heard anything bad about it like i've heard nothing but good things about the original one but just not hyped enough you know it, it got overshadowed by like near automata persona uh horizon you know there are plenty of games that overshadowed it so like the fact that it's already getting sequels kind of surprising for that reason uh jump forces that came out of fucking nowhere for i think pretty much everybody <laughs> i'm kind of i've got so many mixed feelings about this because you know having having played through and platinumed uh the j stars versus plus you know, it looks like a good game. It looks like a fun game. It's the story that I'm really skeptical on, but we'll see how that goes. The awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. You know, it's not it's not that I'm like super, super hyped for this, but I'm still, you know, pleasantly surprised that it's going to be free and that it's going to contain uh, hints or clues about uh, Life is Strange 2. And then uh, Sea of Solitude. That, like, you don't really expect to get a lot of indie games being announced at E3. And so I was really, I was really pleased by the quality of that one uh, that they actually did include. Uh, how about stuff that we wanted to see or we expected to see that we didn't see? Uh, can I just say that I'm fucking absolutely amazed that Final Fantasy 15 did not get mentioned at all during these press conferences? I agree because that I was taken aback by that. I mean, not in a bad way. I just couldn't believe. Oh no, I was, I was happy that they finally put a can in it. Well. And the Square Enix press conference sucked, but 
I can't believe that they made absolutely... It's almost like they knew that they were on thin ice with it. Like, they couldn't keep pushing it. So they get just kind of took a step back and they're like, Let, let's just not... Let's not talk about Final Fantasy XV this time. Let's wait uh, until, yeah. like, the next press major series of press conferences to bring that out again. Yeah, that was... I, I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't mention that, to be honest. And again, like, we always got to come back to... I like the game. I really do. I've just got so many gripes with it. <laughs> well, a lot of us do. The fact that they uh, didn't announce Fable. I'm not going to lie. I was actually really, like, I, w- I was more expecting Fable than I was Halo. Like, that's how sure I was that they're actually going to announce a Fable game. And it's not that I have any personal stake in that. Like, I've never played a Fable game. I don't particularly care about it. But I was, I felt like the universe was going to throw us another Fable game. So, that was that. That kind of shot uh, surprised me. That reminded me that that was another prediction I got right was them showing off another Halo. I knew that it was getting time close to being time for them to reveal something new, but I was wrong, unfortunately, on Borderlands Three. I really wanted to see Borderlands Three. Like we all want to see it. I'm dying to see it. Why are they not making it? I don't understand. Oh, um, there wasn't an Animal Crossing which I was actually disappointed about, and a whole lot of other people were disappointed about that too, mind you. That's not just a me thing. That is like, there are many people that wanted to see an Animal Crossing on the Switch announced. And I knew that this was a long shot, but I didn't see, they didn't announce an original original Rayman remaster, which that doesn't seem that far outside the realm of possibility to me. I don't know why it's not a thing, but it wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I could see it being a thing soon. I don't I don't really feel like they need E3 to announce that, though. No, they don't. But, I mean, you take into consideration, like, Crash Bandicoot, even, whenever they announced the remaster for that, the amount of minds that were blown whenever they did that. I don't know. They did that at E3. I could see it working for Rayman. It was a pretty popular big platformer back in the day. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. I guess that leads us into our final thoughts, though, since we're running a little long. Final thoughts... Well, so, like, I'm kind of looking at this from multiple perspectives, from the perspective of somebody that was, like, enjoying the conferences I saw, and somebody that, like, actually attended E3 and was kind of overwhelmed by the amount of shit going on and underwhelmed by the amount of shit that I was actually able to do that I wanted to do. I've got mixed feelings, but overall, it was definitely better than last year's E3. For me, there's no question on that, because last year I was just outright bored by most of the shit that they were showing at E3. Um, I like, I think God of War, Spider-Man, and I can't remember if they teased The Last of Us or not. I don't feel like they did, but maybe they did. But I mean, you know, Microsoft came in hitting hard. Sony did pretty well. I was, I was fond of Bethesda's presentation. EA, Ubisoft, PC, eh, Square, eh. But overall, I would say it was better than last year. It was a good set of conferences. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure I can say it was better than last year. I think that Microsoft was by far the most improved. Like, oh yeah, that that was the best conference that they've had in years. I would say, so they did a good job. That was great. Sony people were complaining about the format. I wasn't really too bothered by it. I th- think that really Xbox or Microsoft, Sony, even Nintendo, like I enjoyed Nintendo's all right because I'm a fan of Smash Brothers. But if you weren't a fan of Smash Brothers, you were bored out of your mind during that. So I thought that the batch, like there were a couple of bad eggs, but there were some good ones too. 
So, yeah, it was okay. It was good. It was a good year. <laughs> I'm not really coming to a definitive conclusion on it, I guess. I enjoyed it. I mean, for me, it's like you get Last of Us gameplay. You've get, you got Devil May Cry. got Ghost of Tsushima and uh, uh, fucking Cyberpunk and even Jump Forces. Like, you know, these were all pretty good trailers and, and shit. So, I, you know. That, that that's enough for me to be happy. I guess definitively, I'd say it's a good set of shows. It was a good show overall because I got a ton of Kingdom Hearts 3 news. I got Cyberpunk 2077, which I'd been dying to see. I got to see a teaser for Elder Scrolls 6, which I'm not even the biggest fan of Elder Scrolls, but it looked great and it's a lot of hype behind it. So I'm happy about that. Last of Us Part 2, like you said, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 2 Remake. There was a batch of really great games that I had been wanting to see for a long time, and I got to see them. So on that front, it was a good show. But they really EA just doesn't need to have a press conference. They just they don't even need to be at E3, I don't think. Get off the stage. Like, they just make people mad. That's all they do. Every year they make people mad. So, yeah. Anyway, that was E3 2018. Only 360-something days until the next one. I can't wait. In the meantime, it is time for Name of Shame and Phrase of Praise. Yes. And I'm seeing yes. that you added you added your own again this, I, this week. I, I did. I'll give you the story behind the Phrase of Praise in a minute. Okay, well... For the name of shame that I can <laughs> that I had, I love this one. Um, Chinese knees. <laughs> it's so great. That was an Overwatch name, by the way. Beautiful. I don't. I don't even remember where the hell I found this one. But uh, my my name of shame is Floopy Boop, <laughs> which kind of sounds like a Rick and Morty esque name. It does. I'm King Floopy Boop. <laughs> That's great. Two good ones this this week. I like both of those. Uh, You know, if I can stumble across a name that I actually appreciate, I'm going to try to make this so that, like, you're not doing the name of shame and phrase of praise solo. Like, I would like to add my two cents in whenever I've got that much money on me. Looks like you had some money on you this week. I did. Phrase of praise. You ready for this? Yeah, I want to hear the story. All right, so... Going going back to E3, reminiscing with uh, with Tay the Baka, that's at T A Y T H E B A K A. I don't know why I'm doing this. She doesn't even need this. But <laughs> um, anyway, so we were at E3. We're standing in line. Uh, we were trying to get some merchandise, so we were in like the Square Enix uh, store, and some of this shit was surprisingly like like all of it was pretty much discounted but still expensive. And so she wanted to get quite a few different things. Namely, she wanted to get a, she ended up getting like a very oversized Moogle plushie or something like that. And it was pretty freaking adorable. But what she really wanted, she wanted a Roxas action figure. Like, you know, those play art figures, they're stupid expensive, but holy shit, they're gorgeous. This shit was, you know, Obviously, if you know anything about play arts, this doesn't surprise you. It was over $100. And she was trying to get me to convince her to get it. And I was like, no, I can't justify this 
see your rant from earlier. And she was like, okay, fine. I won't get it. So she didn't get it, but then she kept coming back to it with the intention of getting it. And I had to keep talking her out of it. And she was like, I would do anything for a Roxas figure. I'd pop that pussy for a Roxas. <laughs> and that is, that is my phrase of praise for this week. I'd pop that pussy for a Roxas. I don't know this, this friend of yours, but I want to know this friend of yours <laughs> based on this phrase alone. Yes. And also based on this phrase alone, uh, we got into a pretty lengthy discussion about all the various things that we would pop that pussy for. <laughs> you should have recorded that. I really should have. Like, we started off with, like, expensive things, but then I think we started, like, segueing into, like, burritos and shit. It was great. <laughs> uh, I I can only imagine. I popped that pussy for a burrito bowl at Chipotle. Okay, <laughs> well... My uh my phrase of praise comes from a conversation that we had two or three weeks ago. <laughs> I don't even know how we started throwing euphemisms around, and I don't even know why this this was a thing, but I said or you said different strokes for different folks, and then I said different pumps for different chumps, and you said different licks for different chicks. <laughs> And this all happened within the span of like 20 seconds, and I was very yeah, happy. We, we literally made up each of these phrases on the spot. Well, I mean, the different strokes one is obviously cliche at this point, but... It was yeah. funny. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's one of the few moments with you that I feel like we really bonded. <laughs> yeah, one of the few, right? Yes. Oh, uh, I don't even want to go into trying to validate or discredit that, but... You know, I don't have to, because we're at the end of the show. We ran a little I long. I that pussy for a close. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I feel like that's going to be my new motto in this in this podcast. It might be, but I hope it's we're not. We're going to justify our, our M rating by constantly talking about the things we pop that pussy for. I, I really would prefer if you didn't. We might oh. have We might have an internal dispute happening for the next week. <laughs> Um, with that, you made it to the end of episode 15. We talked about E3. We had fun. But we want to know what you think about E3. Who won? Who lost? Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? E3. It's like, it's like our three viewers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm glad that you made that connection. What if their names all start with E? I don't know. I just want to give my my plug so that we can get out of here. All right, go for it. So we want to know what you thought, who won E3, who lost E3. What were the biggest surprises? Reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at, at real or you can send us an email directly at contact at podchodge.net. We would love to hear from you. We need to hear from you, please. <laughs> Where are you? We've said, I'm pretty sure we've closed like three times this way now. Oh, well. Probably more. Probably more. But anyway. Um, I just I just want somebody to prove to me that we're not just talking to ourselves. <laughs> we, we are. We know we are. It's all yeah, right. It's all right. So we can go and talk to ourselves without the microphones recording now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to keep it going. Don't. <laughs> just, just for my own uh, private usage. Okay, well, with that, that was episode 15. We'll see you next week. 
later. See ya.